episode of the Long Distance Friends podcast. My name is Liv. I don't know if my mic is close enough to my mouth. Can you hear me? I hope you can. We've got Toots in the studio. We've got Noodle Boy in the studio today. We've got a different lighting setup. I mean, we got new lighting last week. We talked about this. It's just a lamp. <laughs> it's just a lamp with an LED light. Cheesin'. I want to de-influence for a second. Like you don't have to go out and buy brand new everything. You can very much reduce, reuse, recycle what you have. I've been trying to obtain things via thrifting, via Facebook pages where people are trying to get rid of things instead of just buying everything brand new. Because I realize like to my core, I've always been like, what are we going to do with the earth um, type of person? But like buying a home and seeing like, I don't like the style of things. So let me just get something new is like really frustrating to be like, I want things that feel a very specific way. And sometimes they don't sell that, you know, sometimes that is buying something new, but like, how, how do I do the best of both worlds and try to like balance, you know, thrifting good finds and older pieces and, you know, bringing that into my day to day and, and reflipping that. So I actually, I'm waiting for the paint to dry, but I have paint all over my hands because I got a cute little side table thing for the microphone. It's going to be great. I am trying to figure out the chair situation because I love, I love my rocking hanging chair. I really do, but it's kind of tough when I have my tutti fruity little boy who wants to sit on my lap and it rocks. So there's that. I've already filmed this episode once. I filmed it once and then I was like, well, I'm fucking tired. So I'm going to bed and I watched it back and I was like, you can so tell it was 2 a.m. when I filmed. Love that. I had a weird sleep schedule this week. Like I fully am like, I need eight hours of sleep. And now I, I did like a couple six hour days and I was like, yeah. And it was fun. It was great. It was grand. You want to go down? Okay. Everyone say bye to toodaloo. Bye. You'll be back, right? Tracy's purring. Okay. Amazing. So speaking of Tundalini. Okay. All right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Do I have to dress you up? And I'm back because Toulouse decided to be a bully. So we had to go get him. And he has to wear a shirt of shame. It's not a shameful shirt, but if I put the shirt on him, he won't bite his brother. He's so pissed right now. Well, that's what happens. You have to wear the shirt of shame when you're an asshole. So that brings us into our next segment. Walmart has like a Dolly Parton collection going on that is just the absolute cutest. And the dog shirts finally hit clearance. And... They had so many cute different ones. There was like the, it's hard to be a diamond in a world of rhinestones, raised on Dolly. I got two. I got extra smalls and they fit Noodle Boy. They do not fit Toulouse as well. Okay, Toulouse is a bigger boy. I should have gotten a small, but either way, I squeezed him into one of these extra smalls. And honestly, I probably deserved it. Um, So our first one, it says... It costs a lot of money to look this cheap. Story of my life, Dolly. Dolly Parton is such an icon to me. Let me tell you, I have, I love her story of like, I saw the town tramp and I was like, oh my God, I want to be like her when I grow up. And my family was like, you don't want to be like her. She's a whore. And she was like, "Mm, that's what I'm going to be when I grow up. I'm going to be trash. 
Specifically, they said trash. And she said, that's what I'm going to be when I grow up. I'm going to be trash. And I love that. I love, I love that. Okay. I feel like Dolly is so cuntalicious and she's, I, she, don't get me wrong. She's fully valued at her worth. I think she could be valued more. Okay. So we have our, it costs a lot of money to look this cheap. So cute. And then we just have, what would Dolly do with Dolly's hair? Are these not the cutest little things? The darndest. Um, so we're throwing a party. We're throwing a party in a couple weeks. And I think the boys are going to wear their Sunday best. I will say, I was looking for a new Moomoo. Okay. I remember, remember, remember last week we said groceries are Moomoo. What does the budget say? And my heart said, go back and get a grandma Moomoo. Like I have a young lady Moomoo. You know, like I have the joy spun, like cute one. And I was like, no, I want like a, like a full, a full Jerry Moomoo. And I couldn't find one in my size. It was honestly really sad. Okay. So next up on my list of things, honestly, it's not on my list. So I flip, I'm painting this little stand for my mic. So it'll be really cute. I've been painting it a baby pink. I've done like so many coats and I can still see little dark spots. And I'm like, I just am going to keep painting. And it's, it looks, it looks good for, I did it myself. You know, I don't flip a whole lot of things, taking the hair down. We have our natural hair today. I went out in public with my hair like this today. And like, I don't know. I've been kind of feeling the like natural, natural, natural um, texture of my hair. I don't really take care of it the way that I should partially because I don't fully know how, but we've talked about that, but it just, I don't know. It's here. It definitely needs more moisture. I know that. Thank you. If you are a wavy hair professional, let me know what I need to do to let her be her best. Okay. So moving right along. I am watching Dune. It was a big discussion this week of like the new Dune movies out. Obviously, you know, the popcorn bucket from fucking hell. Have you seen it? The SNL skit is lovely. If you have not seen the Dune popcorn bucket, go look it up right now. Terrifying. It looks like a flashlight. All right. It looks like a flashlight with like, oh, it's so gross looking. It's ridiculous. So one of my girlfriends has reached out to me and was like, you've changed my life. And I was like, Okay, like, but how, you know? And specifically, she was like, you introduced me to these electrolyte packets and I cannot get enough of them. And I saw someone on TikTok who was like, dear water talkers, like, oh, you, the, ad the adult lady needs her juice. You need juice to drink. And I was like, okay, listen, I will drink regular water like a fucking fish. But you ever, have you ever dehydrated yourself from drinking too much water? Because I have. Like you need electrolytes. You need a lot, like a good amount of electrolytes. So I try to drink like one to two electrolyte packets a day. And if you are an electrolyte company and you would like to send me some of your products so that I can review it and I can tell people what is the best, hit me on my Sally, call me on my line, hit me up. Let's, let's partner up. Let's, let's influence this world to get more hydrated and drink their electrolytes. Okay. Element T, element is that how it's pronounced? Those ones, I haven't tried them. They look like they're just straight salt from what I have researched. Also, they're pricey. I They're not in my budget right now. I've been getting, oh my God, is he about to, he's fully about to get himself stuck in there. Have fun. I just get the like 
store brand little 16 ounce water packet things. And I put them in my 40 ounce. And I have realized now, if I were to drink one of those in 16 ounces of water, I feel like it would knock me the fuck out with how flavorful it is. I put one packet. And then I do see the water talk people where they're like, that's fucking ridiculous. And I agree. The minute you start putting syrup in your water, what the fuck are we doing? And like, no shame to it. Get it where you can. But like, you're not putting, like those people are not putting electrolytes in there. They're putting like literal flavor, like additives. And again, no shame in it. Get it where you can. I just simply could not handle that much flavor. Okay. Call it, call it as you see it. I just can't. Okay. It's way too much. It's way too sweet for me. And that's something that like, I have a huge sweet tooth to begin with. Like I know that sugar is my vice and I will take sugar over hardcore drugs any day, any day. But like me saying something is too sweet is wild, truly. So there we are with that. Okay. And I love these electrolyte packets. I am a big fan. Currently I shop at Aldi. Um, I can afford to get the majority of my food from Aldi. I will go to other stores if I know they're having like a sale on a certain item. Like I don't, I trust Aldi. Honestly, I really shouldn't trust Aldi's chicken. I eat Aldi's chicken, but like, have you seen Aldi chicken? Have you seen Aldi chicken breasts? Um, they are bigger than my titties. Okay. They're huge, huge. They, those chickens, those chickens are getting augs hardcore. Okay. But I eat it because that is the budget that I'm on. Publix is the cheapest eggs that I can find. And I'm not eating organic cage free, you know, whatever the fuck it is. The like, they're raised in my backyard chickens. I don't have backyard chickens. I can't afford to pay $5 for 12 eggs at the rate that I eat eggs that listen, I probably could afford it, but I'm not willing to invest that much money into it when like, yeah, it probably has more vitamins and minerals, but like I can buy 30 eggs at Publix for $4. Like I have to evaluate the like quantity of food. Like, yes, the quality is so important, but I'm 24. Okay. I'm 24. And if I'm 24 and I'm trying to have a specific like nutrition goal of like, I'm going to eat this much protein, I'm going to eat this many calories, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, it's expensive. Food is expensive. Food is, I hate that my first thought was food is a luxury, which like is such a fucked up thing of like where society is at. Like I, I'm going to be honest, the whole Kellogg's thing, like, yeah, Kellogg's deserves fucking shit. I looked, I was grocery shopping earlier today and I was like, I haven't purchased cereal in so long. And like, I just, I don't even know how much cereal costs anymore, but in my head, cereal costs like two, three bucks a box. It was $6 for like the small boxes, not even the family sized box, $6. That's insane. Especially considering like just eat cereal. Uh, No, that's a fair point. $6 for a full box versus $6 per. Yeah, that's fair. No, that is fair. But that's like a struggle meal. And that's not going to hit my goals. That's not going to help me be a healthy growing girl. Okay. Cause I am a healthy growing girl. Anywho, let's actually get the real fucking list. So we have a new thumbnail. We have a new cover image. Live, laugh, love it. So the image of myself on it is from the original KKP photo shoot. All right. That's one of the Barbie set photos. 
And I don't know, like it feels professional, which is ironic. Um, it feels professional enough for me to use in like this circumstance. It feels like this level professional. Um, and I just really love the photo, truly. And I know that I don't look like that right now because I have no makeup done. My hair probably needs to be washed again because it, I don't know, it looks a little mousy. It just definitely, it needs more moisture. Okay, I know. And I don't know, it's such a cute photo. I might add it up here. But we have a new cover art. So exciting. Uh, the background photo of it is a photo. I'm in that photo. So I cropped it. It is a photo from a photo shoot that I had done in Santorini, Greece a couple years back because I started doing the photo. I don't know if I've talked about this before. I started doing photo shoots on my, it was my 22nd birthday. So on my 22nd birthday, it like dawned on me that I was like, I, I want nice photos done. And I was in Greece with a boyfriend. He, honestly, it's such a funny story. He was like, we'd been dating for three months, by the way, when we went to Greece, three months. We booked the trip after dating for like a month. And he was like, your birthday's coming up. And like, I want to make your dreams come true. I'm going to take you to Greece. And I was like, ah, okay, like slay. Of course I deserve this. Like, that's exactly what I would expect. And so he booked the flights and I was like, oh, okay, this is okay. You know, he used Expedia, no shame in the game. Fair. I did think that at like 30 years old though, we would be able to like be booking at least through our credit card. You know, like I figured at least we'd be like, oh, I get points for this. Like I'm doing this the smart way instead of just like the cheapest way possible. Right. So that happened. So we were the last row of the plane next to the bathrooms. Every single flight. No shame in that game. Totally fair. Totally get it. It, it just, it was such a weird vibe. I fully thought that I was going to get proposed to because he was emphasizing the whole time. Like we have to have this one day where like you need to bring a really nice outfit. And I was like, he's definitely going to propose. He was going jewelry shopping for like eight hours one day right before the trip. And I was like, he's buying a ring because I was delusional. All right. I was delusional. Also, to be fair, I had been proposed to multiple times before this trip. So I was like, men love to propose to me. It happens so frequently. It makes sense that he would also want to marry me. Uh, so either way, he picks out my nice day outfit. He is like obsessive with how nice he wants to look for this bougie day. And I was like, oh, we should like what are we going to do for that day? He was like, oh, just like walk around, whatever. And I was like, okay, like, right. Okay. So I, I decided, cause he got us to Greece, right? He had no plan when we got there and I am a planner. So I was like, yeah, actually let me like book some events. Like I want to do a food tour. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. So like I booked a food tour in Athens, which was amazing. Highly recommend. I booked a yacht tour of the Santorini Islands. It was an all day thing. It was gorgeous. Highly recommend. Uh, I think it was the Santorini Yacht Club did it. And then I booked a photographer because I was like, oh, well, like if we're having this like nice day, like we should get photos done. Cause like, I really want to start getting professional photos. I want to have like photos I'm proud of that document my life and the things that I've done. And like, if I'm traveling, 
how nice to have like good photos to like really show for it. And like, this is perfect. And so he was like, yeah, like, that's a great idea. And I was like, oh, and like, if we're going to look nice, because in my head, I was like, he's a boy, maybe he's stupid and didn't think to already plan a photographer. Because I'm going to I'm going to want photos at this moment. Clearly, I was so fucking wrong, guys. It was, oh, my God, like the way that I wish that I could just like go back and be like, bitch, oh, don't be stupid, you know, to myself. But happens based off of context clues. That's how it seemed like it was going. And I will never forget the conversation where he was like, why would you think that? And I was like, why wouldn't I think that? Like any normal woman in her like 20 somethings in a relationship that is like being portrayed as being very serious would think that I'm not crazy for this. That should have been when I left. Honestly, when he started gaslighting me, I'm like, I don't know why you would think that that's what I would be doing with like, you actively have been talking about like wanting to like, what? What? You led me here. You led me here and you're surprised that I thought it. Um, Yeah, it was horrible. I like briefly mentioned to a stranger. I was like, I don't think this is happening. Like he picked out my nail polish color. Like I picked out a color and he said, no, I think you should do this color instead. He picked out my outfit. He picked out everything. And the stranger said something to him. And on the flight from France to Greece, he was like, so just want to let you know, there's no ring. And I was like, didn't think there was. Didn't, didn't even cross my mind. And he was like, you sure about that? And I was like, yep. I feel horribly bad for the stranger that sat next to us. Who was like, oh shit. Um, yeah, that was when I had to like explain to someone marriage that was a fun conversation of like I'm not literally he said I'm not ready to have kids and I said yeah me neither and he was like and so like I don't plan on getting married until I'm ready to have kids and I was like what do you mean by that and he was like you get married to have kids and I was like that's not how that works um ask any teenager who's ever gotten pregnant like you can get pregnant without without marriage that's a thing I don't I don't know if you know that um, but a thought. So yeah, it was really interesting, but that's how I started getting professional photos. <laughs> it's honestly, oh God, that honestly, that trip was such a clusterfuck. Like it was fine, but also, ooh, we were on eggshells the whole time. I think we were just fighting the full fucking time. And that's part of why I tell people, I'm like, you have to go on a trip. If you can go international with someone, do it. Oh my God. Now I will say we probably should have started with like a weekend trip. We didn't do that. We just said full send. Let's go abroad. Let me, let me navigate. You are not ready for marriage until you have navigated customs and an airport with this person. Please. Also, your girl has pre-check. I'm leaving you. Oh, you don't have pre-check? I don't care. I'm going through the pre-check line. I'll see you on the other side. Am I, okay. Am I the asshole for going through TSA pre-check? Because I have TSA pre-check when the person I'm flying with doesn't. I did my due diligence as a law-abiding citizen to get TSA pre-check so that I can bypass that long-ass line and I don't have to take my shoes off. I will, I'll be standing out on the other side going, hey, buddy. I'm not waiting with you in TSA regular line. I paid for pre-check. I got to use it. So let me know if I'm the asshole in the comments below. Waffle House. 
I haven't been to a Waffle House in, oops, I haven't been to a Waffle House in like two years. I miss Waffle House. I like Waffle House. And you want to know what the superior order is at Waffle House in my most humble of opinions? The grilled chicken hash brown bowl. You get chicken, eggs, hash browns, cheese. I like to ask for the hash browns to be extra well done because I like them extra crispy. I like to, I think there's onions in it too, actually. I'd like to add so much pepper. Like you should be sneezing the amount of pepper I put into my meals and mix it all up. It's delicious. So I didn't know that Waffle House did grilled chicken until two years ago. And actually it was more than that. It was in college. So I started ordering this hash brown bowl in college. I found out about it then. Cause like I started going to Waffle House when I was in college because there was a Waffle House on the strip where like all the bars were and it was open 24 hours. So you would go to the bar, you would go to Waffle House, you'd go home or you would go and you'd get messy fries and you'd go home. But I fucking love a waffle. And I didn't, I didn't go to Waffle House before college, you know, like it wasn't until I moved to Alabama that I was like, oh, Waffle House. Okay. Cause like Waffle Houses weren't super prevalent where I grew up. And I learned from the people I was around to just order the same thing that they ordered and like didn't ever question it until I was like, oh, like, fuck it, I'll get something. Like, you know, I don't know, I'm feeling risky. And I just like didn't look at the menu. And then I found out they had grilled chicken, which this makes me sound so fucking stupid, honestly. <laughs> but like, I was like, fuck it, like it can't be good. But also, it's like, fuck, I'll try it. It was delicious. Okay, you have been sleeping on Waffle House grilled chicken. It's delicious. It's moist. It is the perfect chewing texture. It's great. Okay, it's heavily underrated. And I need you to put some respect on Waffle House's grilled chicken's name. Okay, so the next time you go to Waffle House, order the grilled chicken. You will not be disappointed. And if you are, that sucks. You should know yourself better. I was driving past a Waffle House, which is what really brought this up. Because I was thinking about it. I fully was. I also want to address, I had a video that popped the fuck off a couple weeks ago, like a week ago. And I did realize, I did realize that there was a grammatical error in it. And I want to address the room. When I am editing my little TikToks, it's at the crack ass of night. Okay. I'm editing TikToks at 2 a.m. I am laying in bed, half asleep. And I'm like, yeah, okay, words, whatever. I'm in CapCut editing my little things. I also try to like, when I'm editing, I cut up the things that I think would be like good bits to put on the internet and like get attention. And I snip those, I send them to myself, I upload them into TikTok and I just like try to bank them and like pre-write the captions, all that. And TikTok doesn't tell you when you have a spelling mistake. So I have so many grammatical errors and I will not notice them until I post it. And then suddenly I'm like, fuck, people think I'm stupid. I'm not stupid, okay? I just don't have the grammar shit on. It doesn't show on TikTok and I'm just trying my best. I also want to address the fact that being a girly on a protein goal, okay, being a 20-something-year-old lady who has a goal to eat more protein and gain muscle and do all these things, no one warns you how freaking farty you're going to be. Like now I know why boys are always so stinky and farty because they're eating so much protein because they're in the gym and they're eating protein and they're trying to get their gains and they're eating their fiber. And then 
you start doing it and suddenly, and like, again, I get this sounds like common sense. You eat more, you poop more, you fart more. One, not necessarily true. Two, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. Okay. I don't enjoy being like, oh, fuck. I just, there is so much happening inside of my body right now. I hate it. Okay. I love it. I hate it. I love that my body is working the way that it should be and that I'm no longer starving myself. But also when I was starving myself, I didn't fart as much. I also want to talk about the fact that I think I'm afraid to start dating. I am firmly believing that like love will happen upon me. And I know that that's maybe not the best outlook. I know that I believe, I I know, it's not even that I believe it. Like I know that I'm going to meet my person while I'm traveling and while I'm, you know, living my life to its fullest. But there is a part of me that's like afraid to get into a new relationship because like, hey, everyone that I've had before has ended. And that doesn't mean that like, I did anything wrong. I did do some things wrong and I learned from them and I've grown and like, oh, how deeply I want to have someone that I spend my life with and that I have growth in my life with, you know, I want to experience life with someone, but there is some fear to that. There is some scariness to that of like, it will end eventually. And to have a relationship that you hope ends in like old age and death what is that like, you know? And it's, I know that it's tough for me because like the relationships that have been modeled for me from my upbringing, were not necessarily the healthiest. So I've spent years unlearning that and then getting to a point where like, I really like my life by myself. And what if I don't find someone that fits into it and adds to it, you know? Because if I don't find someone that adds to my life, they're not going to stay in my life. And that's okay, but like, do I really want to keep putting myself out there to like continue to just feel like an endless search? And it's, it does come to an end. I know that, but I think there's a lot of like deep rooted fear because I put myself, I think I talked about it when it happened, but like when my last situationship ended, I told myself, I'm going to give myself three months. And three months from now, I'm going to re-enter the world. I'm going to re-enter, not the world, but like the dating world and society in that aspect. And like in two weeks, I am at that point. Honestly, a week from today, well, today, me recording, a week from this recording is my, okay, consciously go back out there. And like, there's part of me that's like, I don't know if I want to. And It's okay for me to say, okay, I want to take a little bit more time to myself. But like last year, I spent nine months actively not looking, you know, and then I happened upon and I didn't really like what I had happened upon, clearly because it ended. And it seemed like everything, you know, it was the 5%, you know, you get 90% and then you want the 5%. And I'm not saying that I had 90%, but there was like a very specific, honestly, like 1% of like, it would be nice to like, what if this changes everything for me? And like, it didn't, it didn't. And I'm glad that it didn't because I realized, like I found the love of the things that I was hoping would change. And I'm really proud of the fact that I was able to find that, but it still sucks to have to be like, I don't want this. Or like to look at someone and be like, I don't want you. I don't want the life that you want. Like that sucks and you just keep going through it. 
And I'm surrounded by people that found their person. You know, I, I watched Taylor Tomlinson's new standup where she was like, I'm at the point in my life where like, when people are calling me, they're either like, I'm getting married, I'm engaged, woohoo, this person and me for the rest of our life. Or they're going through the most devastating breakup of their life because they thought they found that person. And like, yeah, that's spooky. But I want to get married. I know that I'm meant to get married and have kids and not spend my life alone. And it's intimidating. I think that's the biggest word that I'm looking for is that it's intimidating to consciously look at my life and know that like I have an appointment on my calendar that says get back out there and start dating again. And like, okay, I tried Hinge for a while and Hinge sucks. There's a reason why there's a lawsuit for Hinge right now because Hinge actively shows you the people that you're not compatible with and says, oh, do you want to actually see the people that we scientifically know you would be compatible with? Pay us $40 a month. Not going to happen. Why would I pay the internet to show me people that are decent? And then you've got Bumble that's like, here's everybody. And you got to sort it out yourself, babe. Hate that. So I don't know. It's just, I don't even know if I want to get back on dating apps because I just don't believe in them working. I know that like I have friends that found their people through dating apps. I've seen the influencers that have found their people through dating apps. And like, I just can't get on board with it for myself. Like I've met multiple partners through dating apps and just didn't really love the experiences, you know, like the past several people I've dated were through dating apps. And I do think that unfortunately the market has become oversaturated. And so you're finding that people, you know, it used to be like you went to Tinder if you were just looking for hookups, you went to Bumble if you were looking for like actual relationships and then Bumble became a lot of hookupy people. So then they, Hinge was where you went. And now Hinge is the same fucking thing, you know? Like I think back on, I really felt like a previous situation ended on, on a good place and that person has continued to reach out. And I kind of like made the comment to them of like, like I fully coming to Jesus moment to them of like, what are you doing? What is your intention? Do you realize that what you are doing is unkind? Continuing to reach out to me after you actively said like, I don't want you is unkind. Well, I didn't say I didn't want you. No, you said you didn't want the same long-term goals and visions and dreams as I do. And so therefore you don't want me because what I want is that and you don't want the same things as me. So why are you continuing to waste my time and yours? Because you're lonely? Do you, like, I literally, he like said something along the lines of like, I don't know, I'm like kind of struggling mentally and I just don't want to be alone. And I was like, you have friends, you have family, you have a whole network of people here that you can reach out to. And yet you reach out to me because you just don't want to be alone. That's unkind. That's so fucking slap in the face. Like that tells me how much you thought of me. Like, no, 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 no. I did. I do think very highly of you. Blah, 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 blah. Like, right. But you think low enough of me now to believe that what? I'm so glad that I made you feel good enough about yourself that you want to like spend time around me. But I know that I care about people a lot. I know that people feel good when they're in my presence and when I care about them. Because the people who realize it have chosen to stay. And have chosen to acknowledge the value that I bring to their life, that they bring to my life. And we have mutually decided to continue the agreement to be in each other's lives. And you said, no, thanks. So now you don't get to come back. God, I fucking love Taylor Swift. 
let's think about it right now. So there's that. Um, but yeah, moral of the story, I think I might be a little afraid to start dating again. And it's, it's this weird juxtaposition of like, I feel anxious about getting back out there, but I don't feel anxious about dating the right person. You know, I think, I think we need to be a lot more honest as a society of like, no one is actively like, nobody hates dating the right person. It's, I hate dating the wrong people. I hate you know, having to hurt somebody's feelings and say, I don't like you that much. I hate that I feel the need to really protect people's feelings and not tell them that. So then I stay around longer and then it does become hurtful. And I, I'm excited, you know, to get to be loved the way that I love and as much even more than I do for the right person. And that it's like a mutual thing. And, and that's, that part is really exciting to me. But the getting there is spooky because it requires so much vulnerability. It requires me to pull my walls down and all the things. And I'm like, I'm the type of person who's like kind of giving you tests of like, okay, like try and, okay, you want my walls to come down? Like prove that you'll be there. Stay, you know? And like, I kind of said it to this person. I was like, you know, our last conversation that we had in person, I shared vulnerable personal information with you. He asked me, who's there for you? And I said, I am. And he said, what would it take for you to let someone else be there for you? What would it take for you to allow someone to support you? And I said, I don't know. I think just be there. And then I never saw him again. And I fully pointed that out to him where he was like, I feel like I asked you to like depend on me a little bit more and you just like wouldn't. And I was like, I started to you one time, one time you said that. And then I was like, okay, like you want me to like, all right, let me, okay, I'll start. Like, do you want me to start depending on you in that way? And then I never saw you again. I didn't know you well enough in three months, you do not know someone well enough to be like, I need you to emotionally support me. And if you are doing that, take it from me who has had to learn the hard way. That is unhealthy. And both of you need to go to therapy. Genuinely. So take that as it may. This is a message also to all of the companies that I love. Send me a PR package. I am an influencer. I'm a podcaster. Somebody needs to send me a PR package. Pronto. Okay. Tag them in the comments below. Right, right, right. Copy. Um, let me, I really, I signed up. I signed up for their ambassador program. So I need everybody to go share this video and send it to their mom and have their mom follow me because I'm trying to be a Lemmy influencer. I want to try the gummies. Honestly, anything the Kardashians make, sign me up, sign me up. All right. That's, that's my Royal family. Oh my God. Is anybody else wondering where Kate Middleton went? I'm on that side of TikTok where they're like, is Kate Middleton getting a BBL? Is she recovering from her BBL? Because two months ago we had abdominal surgery and no one's seen her since. So like, what was it? There was part of me that was like, ooh, maybe it was a miscarriage. Because I don't see anybody talking about that. Like, is it really unhurt? Like, is no one else assuming that Kate might have had a miscarriage and like had to have her shit fixed and that's why she's not in the public light? Like, I really need you to think about the plausibility of that. I feel like it's very plausible. Okay. And they wouldn't put that up there, but it is abdominal-ish. Ish. Maybe she got a hysterectomy. Slay queen. Future queen. If you stay married. Ooh. Uh, 
so a couple weeks ago, I also, I got my aura red and it was super interesting. So I have two pictures because she was like a, this one color just flashed and like I had to capture it because like I think it's important. And I was like, okay. Um, but I would love to go over it. I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about it. And I remember sitting there and it was like, like what word color do I think based off of what they're describing? And I remember listening to like red and being like, oh, I, that's so not me. Like I no, I'm literally that's not me at all of like I'm not like a type a control freak person at all that's such a fucking lie yes I am I am and you know what that's not a bad thing I get shit done so clearly one of my aura colors is red actually I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna clip this part so get ready with me I got my aura red if you can see aura colors what color or colors is my aura? What color is my aura and what does that say about me and what does that mean? Okay, now that we're done with our clickbait. So my aura colors, the like two main ones were red and were purple. And purple is the like creative energy. Red is that like bulldog, go-getter you know, type A personality one. And then there was a third color that like kind of flashed a little bit above my head. Um, it changed. So technically there was four colors. Um, there was green originally, which is like very empathetic. And then it flashed to like a light blue, almost turquoisey color. And I need to like actually pull the shit up to really go through it. But like, it's so fascinating to me of like, any kind of like personality test or stuff like that, that like tells you more about who and how you are and like explains your like essence and like why you are. I really find fascinating. And I know last week I talked about this, like, who am I concept, but like genuinely, who am I? I love those things of like, you know, you're constantly discovering what you like and who you are and it never ends, but there is a scariness to it. So like there was part of me that really enjoyed the idea of like, just tell me. You know, I've spent so long letting people tell me who I am. So like, it makes sense that I would be like, just, just tell me, just give me, give me the answer that I'm looking for and just fix it for me. And just, just tell me what I need to do to be a good person. You know, just give me the directions and I will follow them to a T. I'm really good at baking. Just give me exactly how to live life in full directions and whatever. And I do that and I do that and I do that. And then I get like halfway through and I'm like, I'm allergic to peanuts, but there's peanuts on this recipe, you know, and having to like make the realization that like, hey, this cookie cutter thing, it, it might be hurting me. What do I, what do I do now? Because the recipe says, oh my God, I have to take it out. I have to do something different than the recipe. And then there's a freedom to it of like, oh, I can make my own recipe. But also if I make my own recipe, is it going to be good? Because, you know, I have these people that are telling me if I do what they do, my life will be as good as theirs. But also I don't know if they actually believe that their life is that good. That could be a facade. And also, then it's not my life. I'm just cloning somebody else's. And it's it's frustrating to realize how much of my life I've let other people control and dictate. And, you know, I think it's part of growing up. But I think I started talking about this. And I don't think I ever finished it. I'm watching Dune. I have 15 minutes left. Zendaya just showed up. Good for her. Um, If someone had told me that Jason Momoa was in it, I probably would have watched it a lot sooner. And here's the thing. My ideal man looks 
like a mix between Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Jason Momoa, and like Pirates of the Caribbean Johnny Depp. Okay, I physically am attracted to the Rock Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and Jason Momoa and Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. Like, fuck Mary Kill. I wouldn't kill any of them. You know who else is like a cutie patootie? Sam Hartman. I was talking to a friend today. They were like, I think he only speaks in grunts. And I said, that's all he has to do. That's all he has to do. Okay. He's gorgeous. I don't, I don't know a lick about Sam Hartman besides he's real cute. He's a real cute boy. Okay. That's all I know about Sam Hartman. Um, I think one of the things that I really love about Dwayne and Jason is that they have both been extremely outspoken about their love of the women in their lives and the respect that they have for them. And like the way that they treat the women in their lives has been, is not just something that they talk about, but it's something that has been seen without them saying of like, oh, they fully are looking at these women and are like, she is everything. And I'm here to like protect, provide, and like profess how wonderful she is. And I was like, that's what I'm looking for. Like a man that loves like that, game over. Um, And it does not hurt that they are handsome as fuck. Johnny Depp and Dwayne The Rock were my like original childhood crushes. Uh, One time, I don't know if I've told this story yet on here. One time when I was like eight years old, again, in love with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, my mom and I are out to dinner and I see this guy who vaguely looks like him. And I was like, oh, he looks like The Rock. And my mom was like, you love him. And I was like, I do love him, but that's not, that's not him, mom. And she was like, no, that's him. And I was like, mom, I would know that is not the man that I love. And she was like, we got to go get a picture. And I was like, mom, I don't think that's him. I don't think that he would be in our rinky dink hometown. Like of all the places that he would be, this is not it. And she was like, get up. We're going to go. My mom pulls me over to this man and is like, my daughter loves you. And he was like, I'm not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And I get it all the time. And she was like, you're not? And I was like, I told you he's not. It was humiliating, but it was also like really funny that she was like, Olivia, that's the man that, that's the the guy, the actor you like. I was like, I know. It's not though. I do like him though. So. You know, sometimes I just have to give you guys a little bit too much personal information. Okay. I don't know if you can hear this, but Toulouse is rubbing his face on the microphone. Okay. Can can we leave the mic? Thank you so much. All right. So Tootie Lou is back with us and he's not going to bite me again because he doesn't have his fancy shirt on and he's going to be so nice. Correct? We'll find out. Am I the asshole for holding open Holding door open for a handicapped woman. Wow, I couldn't read that. Just what the title says. I, 27 male, was walking towards the local door. I can't read. The door of my local YMCA this afternoon as a handicapped woman, 40s or so, in an electric wheelchair was coming up from another direction just behind me. I reached the door first and pulled open and hold for her. As I turn around and greet her with a smile, she looks at me pretty harshly and says, you know, they make a button for that. Rolls her eyes, pushes the automatic door button, and insists I go ahead. I know not everyone's the same, but this is typically seen as insulting. Question mark. 
I wasn't trying to be patronizing at all. I simply wanted to hold the door open for a stranger, which I regularly do for able-bodied people alike. Instead, I feel like the asshole. I don't think you're the asshole. I also hold doors open for people. I don't know. Maybe maybe that person was just having a bad day. I want to read this one because it sounds like it might have something similar to something a girlfriend and I have talked about. Am I the asshole for refusing to let my dad see my children if he refuses to respect their father? I, 27 female, have two kids with a man significantly older than me. We're no longer together, but we have a healthy, respectful co-parenting relationship. My kids are eight and five. Jesus Christ. I was disowned by my father and most of my family when I was 18 for drug and mental health issues. I still don't really have anyone, but my father reached out to me a year ago and we've slowly been reconnecting. He's an amazing grandfather, but he hates my ex. He despises him and I'm trying to be sympathetic because my ex is closer in age to him than he is to me, but it's getting out of hand. He will openly insult my ex to my kids and he will always say that it's great that they look like me instead of him. My son once asked me why granddad hated his father so much and it really upset me. I spoke to my dad twice about it already and he keeps saying that he doesn't have to be nice about a man who went for a woman so young. Not to give too much detail, but my ex is the reason I've achieved anything in my life. He's the reason why I went to college and made something of myself. And even though it didn't work out romantically, he will always be close to my heart. Regardless of how I feel about him, he's a great father and my kids don't deserve to hear him slated every time they see their grandpa. I told my father yesterday that until he can promise to never speak about my ex to my kids, he won't be allowed to see them. My stepmother called me an asshole for this because my dad loves his grandchildren and that I'm hindering our reconciliation journey. She says that it's normal to hear relatives talk shit about your parents, which I guess is fair in large, messy families. And given the circumstances, I shouldn't be surprised. She also thinks I was being way too harsh in banning contact and that I could have instead reduced it down to supervised instead. Am I the asshole? They did include a disclaimer. I was not a minor when I met my ex. I don't think you're the asshole. It's your kids. It's your life. It's your person that you had kids with. You're allowed to cut people off. I was talking to a girlfriend about this because she was like, my partner's family just sucks. Like there's a lot of details, but they suck and was telling me why. And I was like, cut them off. They don't have to be in your daughter's life. They don't have to be in your son's life. They don't have to be in your life. If your partner wants to have a relationship with them, that's on them. You don't have to. You can support your partner having a relationship with their family and not be involved if they treat you poorly. You don't have to have a relationship with your own family members if they treat you poorly. I don't speak to a lot of family. And I wish things were different, but I've spent damn near my whole life wishing things were different. And now I'm at a point where I get to actually make them be different, you know? So I wish things were different in a good way. I have chosen to make them different from how they had been because they were a way that was harmful to me. You know, it's not fair to me to live my life on eggshells around certain people. And so therefore those people don't have to be in my life. And I get to choose to live a life where I'm not on eggshells because I'm an adult now who's capable of taking care of themselves and making that decision. So cut them off and you're not the asshole. You'll feel like the asshole for your whole life, but you're not. If I don't scratch the fuck out of his face, he's going to keep headbutting this microphone. So I'm sorry. I love reading ones from people in their early 20s. I say as I'm also, guys, I'm almost in my, I'm in my mid 20s. I'm not where I thought I would be. I did think that I would like at least be engaged by now. In fairness, I could have been. Choose different. 
Okay. Am I the asshole for asking my girlfriend to give me a heads up before talking about certain topics? I, 21 male, and my girlfriend, 20 female, are both university students. My girlfriend has this habit of randomly talking about stressful topics like not getting a job or a co-op at times about upcoming exams or deadlines that she didn't prepare for, neglected, or sometimes just uncertainties in the future. Now I get that she's stressed and she would like someone to talk to, but she kind of dumps it all on me. Sometimes it is right after I lied down after coming home from a long day. Sometimes it's right after I finish a big deadline or when I just want to de-stress. I'm not saying that she shouldn't talk to me about things, but I would very much like for her to talk to me. But I easily get stressed and upset if topics like that are dumped on me suddenly. It just has an effect on me where I start to spiral. For a while, I dreaded talking to my mother for this very reason. So a while ago, I asked her to just give me the heads up when she wants to talk about something like that so I can get in the right headspace. I will gladly be there for her, but she just needs like two minutes to prepare me. She said, okay, but then tonight when we were talking about home, she brought it up again and got really upset at me about it. And it felt like she doesn't understand my point of view. It's not like I'm saying that I won't be there for her. I just said that I want a little heads up so I can prepare myself for like two minutes and not be dumped with stress out of the blue. So am I the asshole? Edit. I genuinely appreciate all the feedbacks, but there's way more than I expected, so I can't read all of them. But thank you. I did feel like the asshole and I kind of know. A few things I want to clear up. It may have sounded like it, but I'm not blaming my girlfriend for this. I do realize that she was upset and I did make her feel like she has to be careful about what she says. It's also true that I can't handle negative emotions. I've struggled with this for years. I try to push mine deep down and try to forget about it. Tiny things that seem insignificant do make me spiral. That's kind of why I asked for the heads up. Therapy is an option and I still rely on my parents mostly and they can see my finances. So I don't want to bring up going to therapy to them, nor do I want to go without telling them about it because I know they might feel responsible for it. Worse, they may not be supportive. So yeah, I did see someone comment saying that she that when she needs to vent, I am not ready and I'm not ready. I can be the one to say, hey, can you give me a few minutes? I will try to do that. Thanks to whoever that is. Oh, you're the asshole. I can't go, well, I don't, I don't want to go to therapy because my parents might think it's because of them. It probably is. So you're going to make her suffer? No. 21-year-old men. Boys. Oh, this is a long one. I'm going to read it. Am I the asshole? Future mother-in-law overbearing after new baby. I, 32 female, had a baby back in August. It's my third baby, but it was with my boyfriend, 33 male, who's first child. This pregnancy was a complete surprise, but we welcomed it. His mother, 63 female, wasn't exactly supportive when we announced the pregnancy to both his parents and instead only wanted to pester me about my ongoing divorce process and when will you be divorced so you guys can get married, blah, blah, blah. I ended up leaving the announcement talk close to tears. My boyfriend did not stick up for me then, but when I told him it upset me, he ended up talking to his mom, but she never really apologized for it. Well, fast forward to August. My baby girl was born and all of a sudden his mom wants to be part of my life. She offered to come over every day after the baby was born, but after about two days, I told her she didn't have to come over. She's very much like a child herself and has a very judgmental slash overbearing energy, but she still came over once a week. Now it's January and I'm going through a hard time with the baby and everything else I do, but this woman still insists on coming over at least once a week when her son is at work. I started telling my boyfriend that this was becoming overwhelming and she stresses me out too much. Can you please stop eating the microphone? Thank you. 
She stresses me out too much to be coming over every week. Well, she was visiting and I ended up snapping after a three hour long visit when she was showing no signs of leaving. I asked her politely to leave because I had to fill, I had my fill of socialization. Well, she was offended, but she left. My boyfriend was not too happy with me for asking his mom to leave, but I reminded him that I told him I was getting overwhelmed with her and that I did plan on calmly explaining to her soon that I need boundaries. All the while, his mom is blowing up his phone and asking when she can come back over. Fast forward two weeks and I have a sit-down conversation with her at her house with my boyfriend present to witness. I explained how I've been feeling and told her that weekly visits weren't an option anymore and that she was being overbearing and that her visits aren't enjoyable to me because she's passive, judgmental person who oversteps constantly. She said she'd stop being so overbearing and that she was sorry. Well, within two days, she was back to texting me and asking to come over. It was my son's birthday that weekend, so we said yes. Well, a day or two later, she was asking me again to come over. I said no. She asked my boyfriend. He said no. She proceeded to bombard me four more times within 10 days to come over. I asked my boyfriend to take care of this since my attempt didn't work. He said he would. Well, three days passed and he didn't, so she texted me again. So I let her know that she has to stop in a very long text that my boyfriend was not happy about. It, was, it wasn't even a rude text. I was just reaffirming the boundaries. But now she's upset, frying to my boyfriend, who is now upset with me. Help. I think it's really weird when your partner doesn't stick up for you to their family. Like, I get that they're not married, right? But like when you have a child with someone, when you choose to be with someone, like you're creating your own new family and you are breaking away from the parental unit that you originally had. And it's really weird to me to see people that are like, no, you never break away from them. You just add to it. And I've dated that person. I've dated several of those people. And it was a toxic relationship for a different reason. Like it had toxicity in the sense of like, just join the unit that exists. And it was like, if they were asked to like, hey, can can you spend less time with your family? It was like, you're trying to cut me off. And it was like, no, it, like, I don't understand that why every date we go on your parents or your siblings or your cousins, like it's never just us. It's always a family event. And like, I don't, I don't actually get to like know you, like I'm having to pretend to be like best behavior all the time. And like, that's also unfair to me. But if you're telling me that you only like the version I am when I'm meeting someone for the first time and I'm like a bland, very limited personality person, honestly, again, I should have known. Um, I don't think that that person's the asshole. If you think they are, I don't know, let me know. I don't think they're the asshole though. Okay. Thank you for being here. Love you. See you next week. Bye.